This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Join me on my new radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 to 11.45 at 96.9 FM, 1360 AM, KWWJ. Or you can call in at 832-570-8075. Write me at a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. See you then. All right, Houston, we are back. We are back with a new episode here of a tip from Gilbert. That's talk, inspiration, and prayer. Again, we're here every Monday, every Monday. And, of course, we're live on Facebook. We're live on Spotify. We're live on everything. And it's every Monday from 11 to 11.45. And you can call in. Remember, the success of this show depends on calling in. That way we can answer your questions and again anything you have if you want to announce something that's going on you let us know and we'll announce it on the air and you could call in at 832-570-8075 and you can write me at a tip from gilbert at gmail.com and we've had so many great episodes already and of course for those on the radio, you can't see this, but everybody on uh, Facebook and everything else can see this. We had Pastor Wooten a while back, and I have a couple of his books here, From Hell to Glory. And remember, that was an incredible story of really incredible redemption from being a star football player to being an activist to being targeted to spending some time in the uh, correctional facility to coming out and um, a real renaissance. What a story. So I have copies of that. I've got one or two extras. If you call in and you tell me you want a copy, I'll send it to you. So in the background, of course, as I fade out the song in the background, we've got another great song. We always have a great song. And it's just a coincidence that this is my second George Harrison song. So don't think that, golly, Gilbert, all he plays is George Harrison. The first one, of course, was My Sweet Lord. I love that song, My Sweet Lord. This one is called Give Me Love. And then it's called Give Me Peace on Earth. And we'll play it, of course, at the end. And the, some of the quick lyrics are, Give me love, give me peace on earth, give me light, give me life, keep me free from birth. It's, it's a wonderful, wonderful song. Help me cope with this heavy load, trying to touch and reach you with heart and soul. It's just a wonderful, wonderful song as someone is really singing to their God uh, about strength and giving them strength. And we always have a pastor that comes in and gives us some inspiration. I have a pastor that will be calling in here in about uh, two or three minutes. And I have a guest for those of you who see us live on Facebook and everything else. And, of course, on my website and on YouTube, you always have it there. Uh, I have Miss Eva Laredo, who is one of the trustees on HCC. Eva, say hi to Houston there in that camera. Hello, Houston. Yeah, Eva's like, I don't know, there's like eight Evas somehow, because everywhere you go in this city, you see her, and it's incredible. We'll talk about that in a minute, because I want to know that secret, but she's always ready, she's energized, and she always cares about the Houston community, but I know we have our guest, so let's patch him on through. Pastor Farley, are you there? Yes, sir, I'm here. Well, Pastor Farley, how are you, my friend? Thanks, sir. How are you doing this morning? We're doing well. You know what they say, uh, you know, I'm above ground and it's a good day. 
You know, it, I don't, I don't know who says fact. that, but somebody always says that. At the end of the day, Pastor, you know, isn't life amazing and beautiful? I, I was last night uh, with the Jewish community, and they had Dr. Hotez speak. Uh, Randy Sarlinski, of course, is the leader of that group, and he's fantastic. And Dr. Hotez is one of the most knowledgeable persons. And for those of you on the air who aren't sure who that is, I promise you, you've seen him on the news. He's everywhere. CNN, CNBC, MSN, he's everywhere. He's the one with the bow tie, and uh, he's the one that always talks about the virus and getting vac vaccinated and everything else. And one of the things that he's real concerned about, uh, Pastor Farley, is in the minority community in general, uh, the vaccination rates just aren't that high. So what, yeah. do, what do you hear in your church, or what do you hear about uh, vaccinations and everything, Pastor? What can you share with us here in all of Houston? Oh, well, the, some uh, of the people have um, mixed emotions and mixed uh, concepts of, of the vaccination, but the majority of them that has faith to um, not so much as putting all their trust in the vaccination, but in God. So in uh, in conjunction with their faith, they go ahead and more willingly to go ahead and take the vaccination because it's for the purpose of saving not lives, not taking lives. So pretty much the majority is, is in agreement with the vaccination. Very good. But you, you still have some that... Uh, has uh, mixed emotions because of uh, uh, mixed in, uh, information that's been soaring around. Well, what's interesting, Pastor, is people don't realize the effects even afterwards. And Dr. Hotez spoke a lot about it. Someone had a question. I forgot who it was in the audience. Um, but the whole question related to what happens after you've had it. And we're already starting to see evidence of it has impact on your brain uh, and all kinds of developmental issues. And so this vax, vax, you know, this whole um, COVID is serious. And so, again, ladies and gentlemen out there, you know I always talk about it. I can't help but to talk about it. Go see your doctor and listen to your doctor. Your doctor will tell you what you need to do. But let's go back, Pastor, because I've been to your lovely church, and I've seen your wonderful family all together there worshiping and praying to God and, and being together. Let me ask you something. How long have you been married, Pastor? Uh, 43 years. 43 years, Pastor? Let me ask you this. Yes, so what's that secret? I mean, you know, and I don't know about you, but whenever I tell people that, you know, my wife and I and Dee, Dee I don't know if you're listening to me, but if you're listening to me, I love you. You know, I don't, you know, I don't know about my wife, but we talk about being married, and, you know, we've been married now about 22 years or so, and I'll always say, golly, it seems like yesterday. And my wife will always say, Pastor, you'll love this. She always says, no, it seems like 22 years. So I don't know what that means, but it means something. So 43 years, what's the secret? Well, it, it's based on your, on your faith and your relationship with God. When you have the uh, same faith, same uh, mind, same spirit, abide by the same word, that's what holds things together. Well, that's and, that's beautiful, and and, and, and it gives a, a marriage longevity, uh, uh, even though in 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 in, in times there are uh, 
difference of opinions and 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 things of that nature. But uh, the word of God is is the baseline. That, if you abide in the word, uh, that will solve any difficulties, issues, disagreements that you might have. Well, that is beautiful. Let me ask you this, Pastor, and I won't keep you much longer here, but let me ask you this. When did you know, when did the Lord touch you to become a pastor? I mean, do you recall that moment? Yeah, uh, Yes, sir. Uh, it's been uh, 37 years ago I became pastor. 37 years ago? Yes, sir, and I was calling the ministry in 1980. Wow. And I've been pastoring this one church for 37 years. Oh, my goodness. So when you first married your wife, you said, here, honey, we're getting married, and all of a sudden a couple years later you said, well, honey, guess what? I'm going to become a pastor. I mean, did she say, wait a minute, but let's talk about this. Or did she say, <laughs> honey, let's go. Let's do this. Let's be, let's be uh, uh, the word of God here in the community. She was a little reluctant at first. Uh, but uh, as we came into the, uh, into the ministry together, pastoring, uh, it was a, uh, it was a growing process, but as the years uh, went by and we dedicated our lives uh, to the church and to the people and mostly to God, God just gave us the, uh, the wisdom and, 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 and the strength and the guidance to, to, uh, to go through, and we went through together. And your church is now back open full-time, right, or, or are we still COVID mm-hmm. protocols? Yes, sir. We're open back full time. Tell everybody where your church is and everything, and 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 invite us to worship. Our church is uh, on the northeast side of town uh, in a, a community called Rosewood. Uh, that's on the northeast side of town, and it's at seventy four thirty four Springdale Street. And that's 77028. Well, thank you, Pastor. Well, Pastor, it would be an incredible honor if you would say a blessing to us. You know, I have a guest here, Miss Eva Laredo, who's really dedicated her life to educating the youth, educating those that seem to be in, in our community left out, the African-American community, the Hispanic community. And after being a principal, Eva, how long were you principal? You're principal, you were administrator, you, you were everything, and now you're a trustee on HCC, right? I'm like Pastor Farley. I put in 37 years in Houston ISD as teacher, principal. Isn't that amazing? That, that is amazing. Isn't that a blessing? Is it that, Pastor? When I think about people doing something 37 years, especially mm-hmm. something that's the Lord's work, you know, you just can't help but to say, you know, I don't know the right thing. Thank you for your service. Something like that, because it's phenomenal. Um, yeah, now 12 years on the board. 12 years on the board? Yep. Has the board been, this is a silly question, everything that you thought it was going to be? I mean, and when you first. More. And more. <laughs> well, we're going we're gonna to dwell on a lot of that here momentarily because we want to hear about it. But, Pastor, it would be wonderful if you would say a blessing for all of us here. You know, during these times, COVID. We don't know how it's going to affect our kids who are growing up in this strange world of masks and 
shields and the strange world of having to work from home and or not and who's sick and who's not and who misses what activity and who doesn't and those that lost out on a whole year almost last year so it'd be really wonderful pastor if you would bless us and you know bless all of our first responders because think about this who's most likely to really get COVID? it's the teachers it's our first responders you know the police officers firefighters because they're out there in the community touching people helping people and, you know, please, if you would just say a blessing for all of us in all of Houston, I'd really appreciate it, Pastor. Yes, I'd be more than glad to. Our eternal God, you are the great architect of the universe, and you made all of us. And, Lord, we just come today to pray for all that's being done by these uh, person that you have chosen, you know who they are, you know their names, and Father, we just pray for their wisdom and their strength and their dedication and their commitment. And Father, you have made choice of them, and we just pray for all that's going on in this country today. Lord, we pray for leaders, and God, we just thank you for this opportunity for us to be able to uh, look to you on behalf of the things that we are needing right now. And we claim the victory right now that you would grant us everything that we need. And Lord, we pray special prayer for these two officers that got shot this morning, pray for their families. And Father, we just know that I would look on them. And Father, we just thank you again, and we pray for uh, Brother Gibbard and also the, 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 the assistant there that's working with the school kids. And Lord, we just got so much to pray for. There's so much corruption, so much uh, critical situation that we're facing now. But we know that you are God, that Sets in heaven, you look high and you look low and you know all things. And Father, we just pray for the blessings that you would render us right now. And we claim the victory right now. In the name of Jesus, we ask these blessings. Amen. 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 Pastor, that was a wonderful prayer. You know, I like that phrase, architect of the universe. Um, th- th- that really struck a chord with me. Well, Pastor, we're going to say thank you and sign off with you. And I really um, want to come down and to worship with you and the family again. Yes, sir. We're more, more than glad to have you. Thank yes, you. Sir. You have a blessed day. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you for being with us today. God bless you. Thank each of y'all. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen, Amen. to that. Amen. So, Houston, that was Pastor Farley. And again, what an incredible story dedicated husband, dedicated father, and, of course, long-time pastor here in Houston. What an amazing story. But we're coming back to another person. So this is my guest, Miss Eva Laredo. And, and we're going to go into – she's running for re-election, but we're going to talk about that near the end because what I want to hear from her is, you know, what's going on at HCC right now? What are some of the big issues, and how are we handling COVID? What's happening there? 
Well, thank you, Gilbert, for inviting me to come and share some of the news about HCC. I guess our students were ready to get back on board, and then we got more COVID. So uh, right now we're doing the hybrid. So they're uh, they're still doing online, and then about in October, the first week of October, we hope to bring them back on campus. So they're they're able to do both. And uh, but we our online programs are going real strong, you know. It, it's uh, so we're open, we're open for business. And today we started what they call second start, you know. So those that didn't get all their paperwork and all everything ready, so we give them an opportunity to start to uh, continue. So today was so I congratulate those students that that took the effort, the extra effort, to go out there and get registered and start their college career. So how many students does HCC serve, and how many campuses are on there? It's a, it's a massive organization. So I yes. congratulate you for overseeing this incredible organization. That changes the lives of so many young people. Yes. We have like 22 uh, campuses. 22 campuses? 22 campuses. Holy cow. We have six main uh, campuses that we call the main campus, and we have presidents for those, but then we have other campuses in the outline because we're such a large area. So uh, we have about 60,000 students that are registered. Uh, our, that's one of the, our challenges is getting the students back on campus, getting them back to register. Many of them have just stayed out, and so we have money available for them to come and take the classes. We have a strong workforce program as well as an academics program. So when you think of 60,000, let's put that in context. 60,000 is probably bigger than Texas A&M. I think that's probably bigger than University of Texas. When you think about 60,000 young people, that's quite an operation. That's fantastic. And so the students, uh, is it all disciplines? It's everything? Or, or what? Are, how many different degrees are there? Or, or is it everything? And are there any trades there within the HCC? Yes, we have. Um, well, just last uh, summer, we graduated 2,000. Over 2,000 students graduated. And so they had certificates, and then they had degrees. So we have, uh, we have a large workforce program that the state is giving them funding for. And so there's, we have like welding, we have a medical group, we, have, we also have a uh, mechanics, a state-of-the-art mechanics, and we have partnerships. So we have this one called the TRIO that's a partnership with Spring Branch, HCC, and an electric company. And so they're, they're internships, so they're paying the students as they're going to college. How wonderful. Well, you know, high school. what's interesting to me is sometimes, you know, ed, you know, getting an education, getting a degree is always what I always say. You get a degree. But, you know, some children are just wired a little differently. Mm -hmm. And I think there needs to be a recognition that if they're wired a little differently, how can we get them to be productive people in society? And clearly these trades are unbelievable because they they pay well, they have benefits, and these are lifelong really careers. Am I not? Am I correct? That's because correct. I've seen some of these. We had Paul Puente on here um, at one time not that long ago, and I had toured one of these trade facilities, and I'm sure HCC is similar. Um, but I was uh, looking, and, you know, some of these things pay very, very well. Yes. Yes, they do. And we have right now one of our big programs is at cybersecurity. Ah, tell us more so about that. That's, uh, so 
So with that one, students go in and they get the training and they keep getting uh keep getting certificates and you you know I always say don't be settled with just one certificate go for the next one and the next one and just keep you know adding them up and then that opens more windows and the more windows it opens and you have more monies and so that's real popular we also have a partnership with Apple we're one of the few community colleges I think we're the only one in Texas that we have a, a program with Apple computers and it's only especially for HCC. Well, young people, I can tell you right now, cybersecurity is red hot. It is red hot. And, you know, I'm not going to get into conspiracy theories about this country doing this or this country doing that because who knows? At the end of the day, uh, you know, I can barely work my, you know, remote control on my TV. But, no, cybersecurity is everywhere. And I know at our firm we now have, you know, two IT people full-time and we've got – um, cybersecurity insurance. It's just one of those things now. So that seems to be like an exploding field. Tell us about yes. your time at HISD. You were there how long? I was uh, 37 years. 37. That's that's a marriage. Right out of high school. No kidding. <laughs> no kidding. And so, so you were, were you a teacher? I, I know, and for everyone out there, my my firm had, uh, I had gotten a call from Gracie Signs and uh, Jumpin' Jess Rodriguez, two friends of mine, and they're leaders in the community, and everybody knows them. Uh, LULAC, one of the chapters, I think I think it's chapter number 60, was having a big thing for young kids. And so our firm bought a bunch of tickets to the Astros game, and it was a wonderful time. And one of my colleagues, you saw her, and she told me that, yeah, I, 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 saw, I saw my principal. <laughs> um, so tell us about that. Tell us your journey. <laughs> Okay, so uh, so yeah, I'm from the I'm from the east side. I went to Milby High School, graduated from Milby, and uh, so we were talking. And, and Milby's and called the what? The Milby. The Milby Buffs. Mil Milby go Buffs. Milby Buffs yes. go Milby Buffs. Go Milby Buffs. So uh, we were talking, and uh, they uh, Jesse introduced me to this young girl, and she came up to me, and she said that. Uh, she said that, yeah, she went to Gallegos Elementary and then that uh, she had a principal named Laredo. And so I said, I'm Eva Laredo. And she goes, you were my principal. <laughs> and we were like, why? You know, so then we were just like, and she says, and I work for Gilbert Garcia, you know, and, and, uh, and so I'm, you know, I can't believe. And I said, oh, yes, I know Gilbert. In fact, I'm going to go and, and be on his program. So it was, like, so exciting. I mean, that's like one of those moments <laughs> when you go, what? You know, you know, what? Oh, my goodness. Well, go back to your journey. So you so, got in 37 years ago, and you probably yeah. thought to yourself, well, I'm just going to work here for a year or two, and then I'll exactly. see what my life does. And then, bam, it's been your life. Yeah, exactly. go, go through your journey with us. So I graduated from high school, and my mother said, you need to find a job. I said, Mom, it's summer. Let me rest. And she said, nope. She talked to uh, – my mom was very involved in the school. She was a, um, a room mother and, and always just there at the school. So uh, little did we know that she was there so she could keep an eye on us. But she talked to the principal and said, my daughter graduated. You know, we need to find her a job. And go, oh, I know where we can put her. And we have a, she can be a, a typist. And I said, I don't like typing. So then anyway, I went and uh, he said, well, let you practice. And that way you can get on. And so then an opportunity came where uh, there was, they were recruiting students to go second start like a second start, second career. And so uh, some of the teacher assistants 
were going to TSU, there was a special program, um, Career Opportunities, was, it was called. So they invited me to go, and so the, then we went to school, got a scholarship for TSU, so I graduated from TSU in three years as a teacher, and I said, I don't know that I want to be a teacher, you know, so I said, oh, just at least for, try it for two years. I was there five years. I said, I'll give it five. Nope. So I was a kindergarten teacher, and I said, I will do it five years. And then, uh, you know, because those kids are so lovable, so lovable, they were all over you. And so then I said, okay, uh, now I want to try a different grade. So I went to fifth grade, and they're just as lovable, but they're big bodies, you know, know, but they're lovable. They still have those needs. So um, then I went on to, there was an opportunity to go to U of H, and um, they needed uh, bilingual teachers. So I went and got into this career uh, curriculum and uh, instruction program, so got my master's there. Then another opportunity came up, well, we need more bilingual principals. So I said, no, I like the classroom. I'm happy in the classroom. No, you can reach, instead of reaching 25 kids, you can reach 900 kids and, you know, that's change a, that's their a, lives. That's a good point. Yeah. Because as principal, you're sort of touching every child in the school. Right. So then I said, well, okay, well, let me go. So I went to U of H Clear Lake, got my management, and then, you know, started working in the schools there, in, all in the East End. Because I have a problem. I don't like to get up too early. So, <laughs> Boy, I, I think we all share that problem. <laughs> so I made sure all my jobs were near me, near my home. So, uh, so yeah, so then I became principal. And, you know, always it was during testing time that, you know, accountability now. Now you have all this accountability. So students, they have to score high. You have to have good attendance. Everything, all this data was all so new coming in. So I try to make it fun, you know. So I always had prizes for the students. So we had the highest, we were the first recognized school district, school in our East area. So, uh, you know, for like six years, we were recognized. That's fantastic. And so it was, it was really great, the kids, you know. So I brought a lot of pride to the neighborhood. Our parents were very involved. And um, one of the things was that um, I would always bring the parents in. I started one of the first uh, parental involvements when I was a kindergarten teacher. So I would bring them in. But on the downside was then they got so good and their confidence grew that I lost them to jobs. So, (laughs) (laughs) So, but, you know, they got careers and they're out there. And so... um, one of the things that I would do is I would take the students to Astro World. You know, we would raise the attendance, so we had, uh, and so that was the encouragement to the kids. You come to school every day. You get. And my mother said, "Well, kids can come to school every day and do nothing. You got to do something. You know, you got to make them work." So I said, "Okay, mom." So we started a, so we started a, um, a program where. Uh, we took the kids that had high grades, so they had to have honor roll. Well, if you look at the data, a lot of those kids were the same ones. Mm. So, you know, that got to be very competitive every year. So our attendance was really high, like 92% in the That's district. Great. And, and so we would take them to Astro World. 
I love when Astroworld. Astro was open. I loved Astroworld. <laughs> I, I would have a season pass. I'd go mm. all the time. That was the big yeah. trip for my family in Corpus Christi. Come to Houston and go to Astroworld. But right. we have a caller. So, caller, let me, let's put that caller through, producer. Uh, caller, are you there? Yes, I'm here. And what is your name there, caller? Emily. Emily. Well, thank you for calling in, Emily. So, t- talk to us. You, you're, you're talking to Houston. Go ahead. Hi, I just had a question. You were talking about the size and all the programs and things you offer through HCC. Is there also like financial available for students going to HCC trying to participate in these programs and continue their education? Well, that's a wonderful question. We thank you for that, Emily. Stay with us. So, Eva, is there is there financial aid available for these young people that you know let's say you know you're working hard you're taking care of your parents you want to get an education but you can't quite leave your job because you're taking care of your family like a lot of us do in the in the uh, minority community both hispanic and african-american uh is there financial aid available and tell us about that yes you the the process is first you have to fill out the fafsa application and then through the fafsa you know then you see how much you qualify for but uh, besides that, then we also have this new COVID monies that we all, all the schools, all the universities, everybody in the nation got COVID money. So let's say that you don't qualify for the FAFSA because there's a, there's a line of how much, you know, that you have your income can only be so much if, before you qualify. So then you go into, you ask your financial advisor for the COVID money. Then we have emergency funding money. So there are monies available. There's, you know, whatever program you want to go into, the first step is go, call, or get online. They have the online chats and get in there. So the, yes, there's money. So the COVID money, you, you just apply? You don't have an income threshold for that? No, there's no income threshold for and, that. And what was the third one? There's COVID money, there's the... That's, uh, they call it emergency funds. And that's for like, you know, I just what? need to buy clothes because I, you know, I don't exactly. have anything. Wow. And I was, um, a couple of weeks ago, I was on another radio show and I told them about it because the deadline was on September the 10th. It was $59 million that HCC was given from the government. And so you could apply for that money, but you had to be an enrolled student. So when you were enrolled, then you could apply and ask, answer three questions. Well, I told several students directly, well, this weekend they told me, thank you, I got the money. All I put was technology, because I didn't need it for housing, I didn't need it for clothing, but I need it for technology, because I want to buy a, a laptop. And they gave her $1,000. How wonderful. So I mentioned it on the board, because some of the other trustees didn't know about it, but. I'm always asking questions everywhere I go. I ask questions because I want to make sure my community knows about it. And so we presented it at the last board meeting that that money's there. Well, you missed the deadline in September. Guess what? It's going to be up again in October, October the 1st through the 5th. So get online. If you're a registered student, you qualify for that money. So, Emily, hope that answered your question. So there's still time, I guess, is what I'm hearing. Yes. So, Emily, Emily, any follow-up before we sign you off there? Oh, no, that was that was all great. Thank you. Thank you, Emily. Thank you for Thank calling you. in. 
And again, listeners in Houston, we are at 832-570-8075. This is a tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer. We're here every Monday from 11 to 11.45. And again, it's on KWWJ. And that, of course, is Keep Walking with Jesus. And I love that. It's Gospel 1360 AM, 96.9 FM. And I already know, Miss Eva, that no matter what radio show you run, it's not nearly as fun as this one. I, I, I know that already. We, I think we have another caller, so let's send him through. But I want to talk more about financial aid. Let's and, that, say, and that's because we have God on our side. That's exactly that's right. right. When you have God on your side, miracles that's, happen. That's right. Um, so I think we have another caller. Caller, is there a Matthew on the line? Yes, sir. This is him. Mr. Matthew, what can we do for you, sir? All right. Well, I just had a quick question. So I heard uh, Ms. Laredo saying that there are 60,000 students. Um, how many locations are there to support these students? And what's the faculty to student ratio? Hmm. So how many? you said that there's 22 campuses. Isn't that what you said? Yes, 22 campuses. Do you happen to know the number of faculty? Or, I mean, what's that? that's a tough one. You know what we'll do? We'll have to come back on that, but I think that's a great question. I My hunch is it's a pretty good ratio that's probably even lower than UT and A&M and some of these big yeah, schools. It's usually like 1 to 25, 1 to 30. Yeah, no. so, that's, so we'll take a look at that. But I think the most important thing, Matthew, mm -hmm. is get educated, get a trade, and there's no reason not to because there's financial aid available. Matthew, anything else you got to say to one of our trustees here? Um, I just wanted to say thank you so much for explaining this to everyone out there who wants to go to HTC and who has interest in going to HTC because I think they can learn a lot from you and um, a lot of people in Houston I know need this financial aid. So thank you so much for explaining it. Well, thank you, Matthew. Thank you for tuning in to a tip from Gilbert. Back on financial aid if we yeah. could, Miss Eva. So financial aid, you know, what percent of our students are on financial aid? I, I bet you it's a good number, right? Yes, it is. And uh, before I forget, make sure you look up our website, Houston Community Please. College website. And on there, you can get those numbers and uh, call in one of the advisors. They're ready to hear from you. So we're ready to get you in that door because that's the first step. you got to go in the door to change your career. Amen to that. Now, I know we have another caller already, so let's get another caller. Caller, are you on the line there? Yes, I am, Mr. Gilbert. How are you doing today? I'm well, and who am I speaking with? My name is Cheryl Johnson, and I, uh, my son is interested in attending HCC. I had a question for your guest. I was riding, listening uh, this morning, and I was wondering, um, the financial aid, uh, that that she's talking about. It, how how long is that available for? And is it just one semester, or would it be for uh, several um, uh, semesters? Well, hang tight with us here, Miss Johnson. But thank you for the call. But stay with us. So, Miss Eva. So, when you get financial aid, mm -hmm. is it like one and done? Do you have to apply again, or let's yeah. let's answer that you question? Do. You do have to apply yeah. uh, every every semester. You apply, and it's good for till you get your degree so uh, I just went to a meeting on it last year because I am one of the ones that goes to we have a legislative summit in Washington where we go mm -hmm. and ask for more money for our students so it's in, I think it's like uh, I want to say every every year they count it as two 
So it's two, four, six, eight. So you can apply eight times. So it's like for four years. They want you to get your degree within two years, but we know that the obstacles that we have in many of our students are not your typical like young students. They have other jobs, they have other obligations. So it takes a little mm -hmm. longer to get that degree. But is it safe to say that the bottom line is HCC wants young people and we don't want money to be the reason so apply for financial aid and let's figure right. it out that's right and and uh, we've also we have a foundation that if you don't qualify for the FAFSA then the foundation helps you I've been in charge of one of the Hispanic scholarship committees and we've raised money and we've given emergency money to help students just that want to go to school go to school so Reach okay. out to us. So, Ms. Johnson, it sounds like there's the FAFSA. Is it? Is that? Am I saying it right? Yeah. FAFSA. There's FAFSA. There's scholarships. There's the emergency funds, and then there's COVID funds. So right now, there's really gotcha. three or four buckets of money. My view is, while wow. COVID is there, and while there's COVID funds, let's get those funds and let's use well, them. We appreciate Johnson. the information, and and any 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 uh, money can help. So we appreciate right. that. I'll let them know. Amen to yes. that, Miss Johnson. And you know what? You, you can feel free to let him email me if there's a follow-up. I'll track it down for him. Well, help us. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's right. And I am a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. Get Mr. Gilbert Garcia, tip from Gilbert a, at gmail.com. A okay. tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. Okay. Well, thank you, Ms. Johnson. Thank you for being with us, and thank you for your call. And we really wish your son. What's your son's name? His name is Joshua. Joshua, if you're listening Joshua. there, Joshua, we're rooting for you, pal. So please shoot me an email. He's because graduating. Yes, he'll be graduating in May of next year, but he's going to be going to HCC. That was what he wanted to do. Amen. Joshua, we are proud of you. And let's, uh, let's see what we can do to help you out. So write me there, Joshua. We appreciate it. Thank you. I'll hang up and I'll be listening while riding. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Johnson. Can I give a tidbit? Please, please. Okay, I felt to say that when I was a principal at Gallegos Elementary, we had a large number of students that would arrive early but wouldn't eat breakfast. So I talked to Aramar about let's do a pilot program. Let's feed all the kids. Well, you know, they gotta file, uh, they got to fill out this uh, application and, you know, you know how it is, the levels. Yep. So then uh, they didn't qualify. But I kept insisting, let's try it, let's try it, because these kids are all coming early, and I had set up a big TV for them so they could sit there while the class uh, began. So we did a pilot program, and they agreed, okay, we're going to feed all the kids. So all the kids were all worried, what, I didn't bring, I only brought a dollar, I can't eat breakfast because I'm saving it for lunch. I said, no, 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 it's free. You just eat so that you can get your brain working. You gotta eat early and, and get that brain working so you, can, so you can make it through the day. Well, fast forward, all the students in the country are now eating free because of that Yay. pilot program we're, we're, that we're all, I stepped out for. Well, you know, <laughs> let's go to that because, you know, you're up for re-election and, you know, and you're going to, I'm going to give you the last word on, on that. But I think what's important for people to know and for all leaders, there's more than just, well, I'm running for something and I get on something and therefore I'm going to serve my time. It's about thinking differently. It's about mm -hmm. serving. What do the people really need? 
And what are the things that can really lift up the community, especially in the black and Hispanic community where we really need it? And to identify an issue like, you know, they can't even eat. How wonderful. And my hat tips off to you. And I think that's phenomenal. So think about it. If you can't even have a basic uh, meal, then all day you're hungry and then you're starting to feel left out. And, you know, it starts leading to other issues. So I think that's fantastic. Congratulations. Congratulations. So, again, we're here with Miss Eva Laredo again. So how many trustees are there that now run HCC? We have nine trustees, and presently we have four that are up for re-election. Is it like every year, every other every year? Every six some years. Every six years is our term, and every three years we have three trustees that run. But there's only two of us that are, con are up that are contested, which is myself, Eva Laredo, and Adriana Tamez. So we want to continue serving, and we need y'all to get out and vote and make sure you look for our name on the ballot. So let's go to that for a second. Voting is such an important thing, listeners. And I know you hear it and you hear it and you think, well, my vote doesn't count. But all you got to do is look at some of these races in this country today, and some of them are so close. Voting matters. And you look at other countries in the world where they are fighting for the right to vote, and they're lining up for days and hours to vote. So please exercise your right to vote. When is the election day and when is the last time to register to vote to be able to vote in this election the election date is november the 2nd but we're pushing for october the 18th you gotta we gotta win it during early voting so early voting is october 18th through the 29th to and the last day for registration is um october the 2nd so october early october so everyone out in Houston, early October, you can still get registered. Young people, if you're not registered and you just became 18, mm -hmm. you can get registered by early October. Early vote is October 18th, and then the election day is? November the 2nd. November the 2nd. And this is one of those elections that the turnout is probably going to be low, low, right? Low, Because it's HCC, and what else is on this election? It's HISD? HISD and uh, Aldean. So it's the education ballots. That's what they are called, the education, because we have HISD HCC and then the outlying communities and some propositions will be on there. Well, I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, it all starts with education. Everything starts. Yes. We, you know, if we don't have a solid HISD, if we don't have a solid community college system, you know, we're just not going to get the uh, companies relocating here. We're not going to educate our youth. And we need to always remember in the Hispanic community, the, the African-American community, that's where we need it most. I know we're going to be signing off. We're going to play that song and those words. Eva, I want to give you last word. What do you want to tell Houston your last words here to make sure they vote for you here in November? That I have a passion about education, passion about our community, and I want our students to go out and graduate and be the future leaders. Thank you. Eva Laredo. Vote for Eva Laredo. Well, you have my vote. So let's go. Uh, thank you, Houston. We'll be back next week. Let's cue up that music, Mr. Producer, as we start wrapping up. This is a tip from Gilbert. I'm Gilbert Garcia. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday, 11 to 11.45. Call in, call in, call in. 832-570-8075. Write me, Joshua, if you're still out there. A tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. I want to thank all those people who called in on questions uh, i think it was emily it was matthew it was cheryl that's really kind of y'all please join in and remember this is your community this is your houston 
Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. And we're now off the radio, but you're still on live on Facebook, and we're going to be, again, this is on YouTube, it's on Spotify, it's on everything. Uh, we always have about one or two minutes here extra that we like to do to say the things that we didn't get to say. So, again, everyone out there in the whole Internet world, we have Eva Laredo. Look, when you see people like Eva Laredo that have been doing all this work for 37 years that has dedicated her life to young people, you can't help but to say, what a hero. I really mean it sincerely because, you know, you could be doing many other things, you know, things that might be more lucrative or this, but you've chosen to use your life for young people and for the community. That's, that's amazing. What do you think? What do you want to say to uh, Facebook and the team out there? And, you know, and what drives you? What keeps you going? There's like five of you. Every time there's, there, I, I think there's five of her. Uh, I'm not j- jumping. Jess is here on the side here. I think there's five of her, Jess, because every time that I go to an event, she's there. And when there's someone else, someone I know that's at an event, she's there. And I think that's great. I, I think I, uh, my friends say that I'm the Energizer Bunny, but no, I finally met my match, uh, and you are the Energizer Bunny, Gilbert. And uh, but no, just seeing people succeed, you know, I just want to help them. I, you know, uh, I want to break that trend where you bring people down. I want to push them up. You know, it's important that whatever field you're in, you be the best. You be that leader in that field you know i had secretaries that no i don't believe i don't think i can do it yes you can i'm going to train you i'm going to help you i'm going to mentor you and so i've done that you know i had assistant principals that oh no i can't do it yes you can i gave them two years when everybody said you have to be an ap for five no no two years and you're ready so they all got schools and they continued the trend of how i mentored them and said it's about the kids it, and that's the same thing now on the board it's not about us it's not about the building it's about the students the students graduating having the programs for them so I want to continue doing that on the board I want to be the voice of the community and just offering all that we can for them that is awesome well if you look at the Hispanic community we are now dominating in the young people in this community right we're we're, we're in the, all the schools when you go to hisd it's all hispanic and african-american kids primarily hispanic kids mm-hmm. now yes. hcc is probably the same it's really clear to me as, as it's just a numbers person if almost half the community is hispanic alone where the success of the hispanic community goes is where the whole city of houston success goes because the numbers are so overwhelming so it's incumbent upon all of us and all the leaders to really figure out how can we get the Hispanic community to start participating in the American dream? And it begins with education, how to get them through the school system and get them good jobs and training and mentors, promotions, and everything else. That's right. And, and building the confidence in themselves. Well, some of us, you know, one of the things that I know growing up is that, you know, we were always kept, you know, in a tight-knit community. Don't go out of your circle because, you know, things might not go well. But, you know, we and we didn't have that confidence. But now we just need to continue building it with the students. You know, in school, I always say, go to college, take a friend with you because two is easier than one. And you push each other and you motivate. So We are going to roll on. And I think the most important thing is the theme here is education for all. So ladies and gentlemen out there, we thank you for having us. We thank you. Please go out and vote. 
Early vote is October 18th. You can still register up to October 2nd. The uh, election day is November the second. Evil letters on the ballot. There's others. Please go vote. That's the most important thing of all. Thank you for being here and come to us next week. Signing off. This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Join me on my new radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 to 11.45 at 96.9 FM, 1360 AM, KWWJ. Or you can call in at 832-570-8075. Write me at a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. See you then.